This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest, part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com family. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest, to another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly, the podcast, the YouTube. You can see us uh, almost anywhere that you can find your podcast. You can hear us. You can go to YouTube and see us. And Paul Hornstein, live on Long Island in New York City. I'm live in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And, Paul, boy, do we have some Sun Devil hockey to talk about tonight. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, plenty of hockey to talk about in the uh, beginning of August. And, uh, uh, and things went about as well as you could have expected them to uh, for a tournament that took place in the end of July and beginning of August. And uh, it's fun to have some actual games to talk about. I mean, there are right. other things that we uh, have to touch on here tonight, but uh, it's fun to have some actual games to talk about and some, some performances that um, I have to be honest with you. Uh, some of them were expected. Some of them were unexpected. Uh, when you go 4-0-1 in five <laughs> games, there's, there's really not a lot to criticize. Um, okay, let us let me stop you right there because okay. that's 4-0-1 against professional competition. Yeah. With a uh, NCAA hockey team that added nine new players to the roster. Uh, some, of course, didn't play. The guys that are going to be redshirted did not play, and uh, Carson Breer, namely. But right. uh, as we guys look, were injured. Yep, a couple guys were injured. But as we looked at that roster, uh, when, as they came together and practiced for a week before they left for China, we said, boy, there's a lot of talent here, but we just hope they don't embarrass themselves. I believe was the comment that we threw out there. Yeah. Um, I thought they looked pretty good in practice. To be honest with you, I was shocked at, at just how much they came together. But you could see, and I'm going to start off with this, and I know you're going to get into it shortly too, but this tournament was won by one number seven, Johnny Walker. He took this team and threw it right on his back from start to finish and made sure that they won this tournament. Your thoughts? Well, listen, scored, set, was it seven goals in the five games? Seven goals, seven in, five goals games, in five games, including the hat trick in the championship game, a natural hat a trick. A natural hat trick in the championship game. Um, he definitely carried the load uh offensively in terms of putting the puck in the net but that's who he is that's his game that's his role on this team uh there's a couple of things we'll get into that i noticed as i got to watch two of the games um i know that there was streaming for at least the first game and the game that eventually was the championship game so i got to see those two games and the stuff in the middle, uh, we're just kind of piecing together from our hockey experience and, 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 and so forth and so on. And just kind of, I don't want to say guessing because I don't think it's, we're, we're guessing when we, when we form these opinions. But I would say they're educated guesses just based on what we know about the team and what we got to see. Absolutely. And, and first and foremost, you know, just the logistics of from USA to China is is baffling. 
in that they were able to get the information out that they did. And the feeds that we got or that you were able to see, I didn't have a chance to uh, to see them other than in clips, but they were coming from the professional team's uh, sites, correct? Well, I, I, I don't I, – I assume so, but I know this. The, the the first game that they won against Red Star, which they won five to three, I didn't get to see it live. Right. And somehow, miraculously, <laughs> even though it said ASU on the scoreboard, the only ASU goal I got to see was Jacob Wilson's goal at the end of the second period. I don't right. know how that happened. No, I think I know, but <laughs> Okay, so so let's throw it out right off the get-go. Congratulations to Coach Powers and uh, Coach Field and, of course, uh, our, uh, Coach Hicks. Coach Hicks and uh, everybody there. I, I also want to throw it out to Johnny Loftner because I can't even imagine what he had to go through, getting all that equipment there and being able to get those guys equipped and ready to go. He's got to get it all back now, get it organized again. Uh, so, you know, Johnny Loeffner, hats off to you, man. What what a job that you and your staff have to do. And, and of course, Mitch Terrell, what can we say about Mitch? He's got to put this whole thing together from the media end of it. I'm sure it had to be, you know, communications nightmare and everything else that you can imagine going through. But what a deal. What an event. I saw him, uh, you know, we've seen on social media. They've been to the Great Wall today. They, they've, they've been all over. They've been to Tiananmen Square. They've been... Uh, to a, a kung fu show, they've they, they've done everything. But yeah. what he, we're here to talk about is is the ice right now, right? What they did on the ice and and Coach Powers in the opening game had uh, Gruber, Walker, and Bush. That right. lasted one game. After that, we put we put Mr. Sanchez, James Sanchez, the, the junior coming in, the junior transfer coming in in the middle. He's a big boy. He's very good on faceoffs. He's very good at moving the puck, as uh, as was demonstrated. And the benefactor of that was Demetrius Kumanzis and Johnny Walker, which was uh, Johnny's output was incredible. Well, listen, um, in the highlights that you got to see, and in the actual game that I got to see live, the the. Uh, as you got to see some of the replays of the goals and things, because Adidas, I love what you do, but please, yeah. no more maroon numbers on black jerseys. Because right. if you're watching it on a can't laptop, you can't see the numbers. The rest no. of it looked great, but please, please, for those of us that rely on a laptop uh, right. to watch these which games. Which is a lot of people. Which is a lot of people. And listen. That when they did it last year and they came out for the for the Desert Classic, they were black with yellow numbers. Good job. I'm just yep. saying, please, no more black with maroon numerals. Please, please. <laughs> so, All right. so I'll but anyway, box. okay. So, um, Johnny Walker, uh, they 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 switched it up, and I don't think it was in the third game. Because I don't think Demetrius played in the second game. Uh, Demetrius did not play in the second game. And Josh Maniscalco did not play in the second game. As the coach said, he was going to rotate and everybody was going to get to play. So uh, everybody got that was available got to play. 
even if it was just one game. Uh, and when they put that line together and starting in game three, um, it went crazy. Um, and Demetrius was making passes to Johnny Walker, um, like they've been playing together for a long time. Well, yeah. (laughs) And, and I would be stunned. And I asked the coaches in an email and they're in China, so they can't necessarily, uh, I don't expect them to get back to me. Hopefully we'll, I'm sure he will next week when they get back. But um, uh, they were making passes to spots, and the other guy was there. And um, I can't imagine that they won't start the season as two-thirds of a line and probably with with Sanchez there and as as the third guy in that line. Um, And Johnny scored seven goals. And and that was in five games, um, and he had the natural hat trick in the championship game on three different types of goals. By the way, right. they weren't yeah. they weren't one was a, basically a slap shot from the blue line. The other was uh, on a pass where he threaded a needle, and the other was he was in the slot and put it home. And um, when you're a goal scorer, you're a goal scorer, and yeah. You know, so that bodes well. Um, Logan Genuine got himself a couple uh, in the tournament, uh, and that bodes well. Is that bodes well too? And on the goals that I saw, the highlights of, or in the game that he scored, uh, they were goal scorers' goals. They yeah, weren't absolutely. They they weren't just like, oh, here I'm going to pick up the loose change on the floor and just throw it into an empty net. They were goal scorers' goal, and one of the two goals that he scored, uh, he was being hacked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he was the the, the defenseman. Uh, in whatever game it was, I think it was. It might it might have been in that championship game. Uh, the defenseman had his stick at Genuine's hands, and you know during the regular season. And during the, uh, you know, regular season, that's going to get called a penalty. And oh, in, absolutely. And in the NCAA, they get the goal and the penalty. Yeah. So, yep. so those were goal scorers' goals, and that's a good thing to see. Um, I, some of the other goal scoring got spread out a little bit. Um, I think uh, Brinson Pashnuk is the only defenseman that scored a goal. Um, we don't have box scores, uh, but um, I, I would assume there some defensemen got a few assists. But we'll talk about the defense in in, in a couple of minutes because uh, there was some good things to talk about there as well. So uh, plenty of offense for ASU in this tournament. They outshot their opponents for the five games by a two to one margin, even yeah. a little bit more than that. Um, okay, so let me let me tell you. What did I tell you at the start of uh, our shows uh, back in July after I saw them on the ice? I said, what's going to happen with this team? They're going to score a lot of goals. They're going to be pretty good defensively. But what we're not sure of is the goaltenders, right? Um, I think the goaltenders acquitted themselves pretty well. I think the, the goal scoring proved themselves pretty well. 
And the third observation that I took away with it is their depth is real, right? And this is what I've been saying for a month now is that Coach Powers told me in our conversation that we broke into three segments, he right. told me that this is the first year that he was able to go out and acquire or recruit depth, right? Right. He now has – he knows that to win a national championship, you need depth because of injuries and you need depth of, of players that can like, – he wants his lines to, to win every line battle, right? He wants right. number ones to beat the ones. He wants the twos to beat the twos, threes to beat the threes, and the line four to beat line four. He, that's the way he looks at it, right? So when you look at what he's put together, I think when you come into those tough games, maybe at Minnesota State, Mankato, um, line one and two are going to – maybe they draw, right? But where the win comes, in my estimation, is in lines three and four. Because if your three and fours are better than the other team's three and fours, you have a chance. Because then one and two holds their own, three and four knocks the game off. Well, let's let, – let's, I'll respond to that this way. Um, we don't know what the level of those five games were. Um, right. We know that those guys are professionals. We don't know what the equivalent level is. And I'm not knocking the, the five games. You still beat professionals. Uh, you still beat guys that are older and more experienced. And we're getting away with a lot of clutching and grabbing. Stuff that yes. you're not going to see uh, during yep. the regular season. As a matter of fact, right as we're it. watching that, uh, that first game where we got everything but the ASU goals, uh, at one point you hear the coach yelling, and I assume he was talking to the officials. That's really bad. That's really bad. And it was right after a penalty got called on ASU. So I can only assume that uh, that that's what he was talking about. Um, right. So, you know, so you had that as well. But uh, the one thing I saw from ASU uh, in the two games that I got to see was their defense was extremely, extremely solid. Yes. Okay. Don't know how that's going to translate once the season starts, but for what I saw, I saw a defense that almost minimalized the amount of shots that the goalie was screened on. There were uh, not a lot of screen shots. Can I jump in on that one? I know how yeah, it's sure. going to translate. It's going to get better. Here's why it's going to get better. Max Balanson did not play. Connor Stewart played sparingly. Uh, Gavito well, Janssen's played on and off. What's going to happen, in my estimation, is as this group continues to gel together, when you've got a core that's based with, with uh, Brinson and Josh Maniscalco and you've got um, Jacob Wilson – you, and you got guys that are steady defensemen and gorely. I mean, the competition in practice is going to become so fierce to get in the lineup that when they get into a game, it's going to be second nature. And my so and to answer your question, they're going to get better as the season goes on. Well, listen, we certainly hope so. I um, the the thing I noticed uh, in one of the questions that I posed that hopefully we'll get some answers to 
is uh, Jared Gorley in the two games that I got to see. He was a typical freshman last year. He played great yeah. for five minutes, and then he would do something that freshmen do. Uh, yeah. He had the upset. Really, honestly, uh, Josh Maniscalco was probably the only true freshman on the team last year that didn't have a lot of ups and downs. Right. So most of the guys playing in their first year had some ups and downs. Uh, it's what happens with freshmen. Uh, any coach in any sport will tell you that they have to get used to the consistency that you need to have at that level. So if, if that continues to be the case, Gourley is the one true physical guy that they have on the blue line. And I know the game is different now. It's not, you're not trying to push Phil Esposito out of the front of the crease, but <laughs> right. You still need to have a physical presence, uh, at least in part, on your defense. Um, you know, you didn't see those mistakes. You didn't see Judson or Semek, who played most of the tournament together, uh, make those kinds of mistakes. Um, most of the shots came from the outside. The shots that didn't uh, were shots where the goalie had a clean look at them. And and if that continues at, at any sort of reasonable rate, you're going to see a team that, uh, despite losing its best player from last year's team, and that happens, that's the college game, uh, most goalies at that level are going to stop a shot that they see. Yeah. And that was just going to be my point, was the goaltenders were the big benefactors, I believe, uh, from the solid defensive play because they didn't have um, they didn't have to make big saves all the time because their defensemen were doing a good job. Like you said, shots coming from the outside, not a lot of second chances, not a lot of uh, rebound garbage to worry about. So we'll go back to what I said in the beginning in July, right? Uh, it's so strange to be saying it in the beginning of July because now we've got another month and a half until I, I can get know, on the ice for real. I know, I know. <laughs> but anyway, as I was saying, it's depth that's helped them. It's better defensive core throughout the whole defensive core that's going to make it a lot easier for the goaltenders. I'm sure Joey Decord is sitting back in Massachusetts right now going like, wow, if I would have had these guys, how many shutouts could I have had? Not to say that there were that they had a lot. Like that, he had a but, lot as it was. Yeah, I know, but but he he stood on his head a few times if you remember yeah. last year, where he had to make some big saves because of freshman errors and things like that. And now this depth is completely different. So you know, kudos to the offense, kudos to the defense, and the goaltenders for guys getting their first real shot. You know, I mean, Project we know you know was a is a grad transfer right. and we know that that he played behind Ottinger who's going to be a star in the NHL so you know is, is he new he's new but he's not really new you know what right. I mean and, and I but Justin tell- Robbins Justin Robbins now he's true right he's a true freshman coming right. in here coming out of juniors right. and he seemed to hold his own as well well I I think he was in the goal for the one bad period I think ASU had over there in China. Um, right. The third period of that second game that they lost in overtime. 
Okay. Uh, I think they had a 4-1 lead in that game and uh, end up losing that game in overtime. Um, so, you know, having not seen it, uh, I'm sure it was some combination of, I don't want to say jitters, but freshman mistakes. Uh, right. Maybe the goalie lost his concentration. I don't know. Uh, maybe there were some breakdowns in the defensive zone in that particular period. So I don't know. So I don't want to completely speculate on that. I do know in the two games that I got to see, I saw a goalie in Max Project who was under control, playing his angles well, um, was not jumpy. Right. I, I know there's another word I'm looking for, but I can't think of it right now off the top of my head. Uh, he was not playing out of control. He seemed like he was in control the whole time, even on the few chances where they were legitimate uh, goal-scoring chances by the, the Red Star team in those two games. Uh, he was playing his angles well. Um, he had his body in the right position, and he didn't seem to show any panic. So um, let, me, let me tell you my opinion on that. He uh, played in a Boston University system uh, every game, every practice was a big deal for him there. Uh, so I think he got to experience that. I don't think nerves, I don't think anxiety, I don't think anything of that existed. To him, this was just the opportunity to go play hockey and be the number one guy for a little bit. Hey, listen, um, you know, I, I, I think he's, you know, he's he's got the leg up at this point. Um, you know, who knows how that's going to work out. Usually, as I say, when it comes to the goalies, I, I trust the coach's judgment because most teams don't have a goalie as a coach. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's a different language than the rest of the ice and a different mindset and a different uh, everything. And that's why, you know, as, as you've seen over the years and I've seen, the goalies tend to not really get focused on too much uh, they kind of do their own thing because, right. yep. you know, uh, so we're going to see about that. Um, I, I think that uh, uh, the goaltending should be okay. And if it's okay to better than okay, well, go ahead. You might go be right. No, I don't want to we'll say. See. I we'll can't see you in Detroit, Paul. I can't say. <laughs> All right, a couple of things. Uh, I, I've already started it. I don't care what anybody says. When you score seven goals in five games, nope. Johnny Walker for Hobie 2020, the campaign has started now. It started now. These people need to get the word out that the rest of the NCAA hockey needs to pay attention to it. And you well, start early. You start to focus. He can handle the pressure. He's improved over last year. His skating's gotten better. His shooting's gotten better. And the strength has gotten better. So those three things are the keys to uh, success. I, I don't think, A, Johnny Walker is going to sneak up on anybody this year. No. But, B, you know, you're saying that to get the name out of it, I think people know who he is now, especially in the college hockey world. And I think you're going to see that. Well, he – his name needs to be on the board right away. He needs to be the first guy on there because he, he led the country in points per game last year. He, uh, he scored 
20 some goals. I, I got him pegged for 30 this year. I think he's going to score 30 goals. Um, you can't score seven in five games and not score 30 in 35 college games. So he, I know, I know you and you and his dad both put earmuffs on when I say that, but come talk to me in April and we'll see where we're at. Be more yeah, than happy to tell you you were r- 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 right. Yeah. Okay. And we're also going to talk about the, the, the magic number. We're going to start right off the get-go this year because this team is really, really good. And uh, 24. 24 wins is what they got to get to this year to secure a spot because the strength of schedule is not as tough as it was last year. They have to get to one on October 5th. <laughs> okay. And then on October 6th, it has to be one again. Let's let's listen. It's your job to do that. It's my yeah. job to think like the coach one at a time. One All at right. a time. I'll be the media guy. We'll go with okay. that. Okay. So uh, enough about the Sun Devils. We go on and on and on. We, we talked about what they did. We got a lot of things to wrap up here yeah. in a few minutes. So we tell do. us some of your other news and notes that you plucked out of the, uh, the Internet. Well, this came down today, and I couldn't figure out why it hadn't happened before that. But uh, Anthony Croston signed with the Adirondack Thunder yeah, in the New Jersey Devils organization. So good for Anthony. Yeah, um, congratulations. Let's see him get the shot. Um, you know, um, you know it's, uh, I, I was glad to see it. I was kind of surprised that it didn't happen sooner, but it is what it is. Well, in all fairness, Curl came off of surgery at the end of the year for his ankle. So That's you know, true. a little bit of rehab. I, I'm sure he had to prove himself again. But, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations, Curl. Uh, go get him out there and keep moving up the ladder. What yeah, else you got? So, um, the, uh, the captain of Harvard, uh, John Marino, who ASU will be playing this year in California, Yes. Okay. Um, they're going to have to start replacing him because their defense, their 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 captain defenseman, just got signed today by the Pittsburgh Penguins. So um, big news. That's a big that's news. a that's a big loss for Harvard. They're still going to be good. Let's they're, they're still yeah. going to be good. Let's not let's not go crazy here. Like all of a sudden they're going to be a winless team. But right. that and this late too. Right. This late this New Year is really this, this, that's this the key. Too. Um, you know, so now, uh, Ted Donato has got to kind of go scrambling a little bit and, uh, you know, and, and we'll see what happens. Well, I'm sure he's got a good pipeline of players. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, uh, how how about my friends over in Vegas? I'm going up there next week. What do they got going on? Um, the tournament that ASU won its first trophy in, uh, the Ice Vegas Invitational. Vegas Invitational. Is no longer the Ice Vegas Invitational, but it's I guess the Fortress, the Fortress Invitational. <laughs> and uh, okay, uh, they call it whatever they want, right? As long as they keep having it. What, what four teams are coming in? We got Ohio State, Army, Providence, and Cornell. So uh, that's a good you're, group. You're going to have a good group there. Uh, they're going to have uh, a lot of people traveling to that. Uh, uh, Christmas time in Vegas. Yeah. Um, New Year's, New Year's in Vegas. Oh, whatever the day, whatever. Yeah, it's a, I believe it's the third and fourth of January. It could be, uh, and uh, so that'll be an interesting tournament. 
And your buddy uh, Craig Cameron put yeah. out some news this Craig week. Craig Cameron, yeah. Yeah. Did I say yeah. Greg or Craig? Whatever. Greg, um, Greg, yeah. Greg, what yeah. Does Greg have to, what did Greg uh, say? Well, according to him, um, they, you know, they they did uh, finish the RFP, so we're going to see. Uh, what, what does that mean, Paul? What's coming uh, next? Quest for proposal. What's coming next? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's coming next because <laughs> I don't see any shovels and I don't see anything. But you know, uh, <laughs> um, I'll tell I you what's shovels, coming next. When I see shovels, the next month is September, and but in September there's going to be shovels. We can't do this and not say it, even if and. My skepticism is not skepticism towards university. My skepticism is not, uh, you know, saying that they don't want to get this done. It's just how long has the Valley of the Sun been dealing with hockey arena issues? Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the uh, the end so, of my conversation with uh, Jeremy Roenick uh, in the special interview that I did with him last weekend, but. I asked him specifically about Sun Devil Hockey. He told me a lot of good things in a very short period of time, but he ended it with the one thing they must do is get a building. They need a building more than the Coyotes, mm -hmm. and their program right now cannot continue to play at Oceanside well, we and excel. You know, they know but, it. They know it, but, but he also right. said, and he must have been listening to me for the last few years, when they finally do get a building, it right. will explode. Yeah. It will explode. I don't right. – to me, there's no question about it. And we've said it on this show before. Uh, the coach doesn't like to say, well, if you're just coming for the weather, don't come here. Yeah. Right. But everybody says that the first thing they say whenever yeah. you talk to anybody about it. Yeah. You said I mean, it to, who wouldn't? You spoke yeah. to Jeremy Roenick. It was the first thing he said uh, yeah. when they put the team, announced the team uh, going Division One. Bo Bennett, who was playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins at the time, is like, who wouldn't want to go there? They got the weather, they got this, so they can say whatever they want. And coach, I love you, uh, you know. Where, where, where? But it's still the first thing everybody says. It's still the All first right. thing everybody says. Oh, and by the way, as long as we're talking about it, um, the coach uh, with a lot of balls in the air, uh, because when he's over in China, was the first yep. day you can contact uh, recruits on right. August 1st. So he's got a, uh, yeah, I'm calling you from China. So uh, <laughs> right. there might be a little time difference deal going on here. So. All right, so we wrapped up uh, Sun Devil Hockey for, for the summer. Who, who thought we'd be saying that, right? We wrapped up Love Sun it. Devil Hockey for the summer. Okay, so we got, what, six weeks, roughly seven weeks until we get started September 1st with the guys uh, getting on the ice. There well, will be captain practices, though. Is it September 1st? Yeah. Is that the day is yeah. that the day they can go back on the ice with the coaches? Yep. Okay. So, so what's so going to end up happening than, is – You have less than six and seven weeks, Scott. You got four yeah. weeks. Four weeks. Yeah, they, they're going to be uh, they're going to be doing some 
captain's practices as they always do. Um, I understand they're going to get two weeks off to kind of get ready for school and get their legs back under them, and then they're going to get back on the ice with their captain's practices. So I'll be down there to, uh, to see a little bit of what's going on down there. And we'll hope to get coach and maybe a player or two on uh, on the show down the road and see if we can't get some comments at least to uh, to play out there. So I know it's late. We're recording this late. I know you'd stay up all night for it, but I would. Uh, all right, this is. But I, we got to save something for the next three weeks because if we don't, we'll have nothing to talk about, and that would be a shame. It would be. Of course, we always <laughs> manage to find. You're always telling me, "Well, we can only do it for X number of minutes," and. 45 minutes later, an hour later, we're still going. Even if we're rambling on, we're still going. So uh, you, can, you can say that, but we always manage to find something. I hear you. Well, let's wrap things up for the night. Uh, we'll we'll get ready for next week, and we'll see what that brings. Uh, I'm going to spend the uh, most of the week up in Vegas next week, so we'll see what's happening up there. I'll try to dig in a little bit into the uh, Fortress Invitational, find out what's going on with that group, and. Uh, See if the uh, national champion Sun Devils will get to go back there next year. <laughs> I roll, be, I roll. Can we beat Mercyhurst first, please? <laughs> yeah. Try to say that. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Thanks. Paul Hornstein, thanks again for uh, for all the insight. Uh, congratulations again to the uh, Foo Xing Cup champions. Am I close? Uh, you might be. I'd have to sit right. there and look at it while I'm pronouncing it, but yeah, you got to be careful when you pronounce that one. But but the FU Cup is coming right back here to Tempe. Yeah, Arizona. okay, that works better. <laughs> All right, Paul, have a good evening. See you next week. You we'll next start week. talking some more Sun Devil hockey next week. You got it. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive.